0: And instead, have given the control and ability to feel those feelings that were meant to experience to this outside thing that never seems to arrive. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hello, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for pressing play on today's episode. This is inspired from having a conversation with someone who was really looking to make changes in their life. They were sick of their current circumstances. They were fed up. They're frustrated. Why am I still here? Why is this happening to me? And assuming that once something outside of them changed, in this instance, it was money. Once I got that money, then everything would change. I would be happy. I would feel free. I'd be in control of my life. And giving the power away to this external circumstance. And how many times we've done this to ourselves in our lives. This idea of the rat race. That was the original um, thing it was called, is that we're on this hamster wheel and it never stops. There's this dangling carrot outside of us, in front of us, and we're constantly living in this gap. And what the gap is, is it's the difference from where you are currently to where you want to be. And the way in which we were created, we are meant to have desires. I say that all the time. Having desires is a part of our physical journey on this planet from start to finish, whenever that will end. And it's fun and it's exciting and we grow and we learn and we change and we evolve and we grow and we learn and we change and we evolve. And it's a cycle. And that's meant to occur. But what's happened over time is we've created this distance while we're on our way to achieving our desires and really attribute our happiness, our joy, our freedom, the feelings that we're meant to feel. And when we don't feel those feelings, we feel off, rightfully so. We feel stuck. And it's because we've got it all wrong. We've shifted the way in which we see ourselves and instead have given the control and ability to feel those feelings that we're meant to experience to this outside thing that never seems to arrive. And inevitably, this is continually going to delay your freedom, your happiness, your right to enjoy your life. I've now referred to this for myself as the permission slip. Okay, so I mean, I can only speak about this as I say, because I go through it myself. So there are cycles in my life where I'm like, oh man, if I only had this thing, then everything would be different. And that's my permission slip. I say that once this thing arrives, then I will give myself permission to live how I really want to live to be who I really want to be, to feel how I really want to feel. And those feelings you give to yourself, you don't get them from the outer thing. It's only when you get that thing that you're like, okay, now I can feel those feelings. But you have the ability and the power to do that now. And it seems crazy, right? Like, okay, so I don't, in this person's circumstance, I don't have the money, I'm in debt, I'm frustrated. You're telling me I can feel abundant and free and in control and happy now? Yeah, right. Look at where I stand. Look at my current what is. And that's where we can stay stuck. And I understand that feels really real. That's a pattern, And what I want to talk about today is how do we get out of this? How do we stop this vicious cycle of the chase? Because I was in it for so, so long, such a long period of my life and loving that version of me and having empathy for people who are in that space because I've been there and man, it is so frustrating You get that thing, that partner, you get your health back, and it's a mere days later that another carrot begins to dangle. So the first step of this that I think is incredibly important and oftentimes overlooked is recognizing where you are, your current patterns, your current beliefs, because You really need to see what it is that you're doing and where you're putting your focus and how you're showing up for yourself and the results in your life that you're no longer willing to tolerate. And why this part is important is when you start losing your footing on this process you can refer back to this reminding yourself that I am not going to fall back into those old patterns. I've already done that for so long. And I know that that doesn't work because your brain, the ego, the part of you that has been running this process, which keeps the carrot dangling, it will never let you get there using this part of yourself as the driver will forever keep you at an arm's reach from where you want to be. And it's totally the opposite of how we've been taught to live our lives, at least for me. It was like, let the ego run the show, compete against others, see myself as less than, that there's never a time in which like I feel enough, if you will, that I have enough, that I am enough. I always need to be seeking more, 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 more. And it's hard to explain this if you're in that pattern because it's not a bad thing. Like I said, having desires is a part of the human experience, but holding yourself at a distance from feeling good Now, in this very moment, will forever keep you at a distance. So it's important to do this inquiry and saying, man, I remember a time when I said, if I had all that I have currently right now in my life, my life would be so good. I'd be so happy. And I'm still not there. Maybe there's something to that begin to inquire and get awareness around this, I think is just so important, right? I'm sure you can relate to that. When you said, like, if you look back 10 years ago and you're like, wow, if I told my 10 years ago self that this is the life I'd be living, I'd be thrilled. I'd be over the moon excited. And yet I still don't feel that way quite yet, right? And it's because you are giving the power to your brain that wants you to stay safe, stay mediocre, fit in, get acceptance from others, and it has all these things that it wants that will never come and keep us in this trap. And so writing down inquiring, maybe answering the question of like how long have I been living in this space? Have I ever arrived? Will I ever arrive? What does arriving look like? What does that even mean? And then inquiring if there are things currently in your life that you're desiring and you're giving your power away to, saying that I can't be happy until this physical thing outside of me arrives. Okay, so that's kind of the first step. Now, the second step is developing supportive new pattern practices that you will begin to implement from day one. So a great example of this is, let's say you are not in the physical shape you wanna be. You see yourself as wanting to lose weight, okay? So you have all this shitty food in the house, you don't have a practice of working out, You don't drink water, you don't sleep well, you stay up late, you drink a lot of alcohol maybe. Um, You have these patterns, right? So that's the inquiry. Where are you? What are your beliefs about yourself, about your patterns? What are you doing currently that's creating these results? So that's the inquiry. That's the step one I was talking about. Okay, so you're like, all right, I'm not eating healthy. I don't have a gym membership. I don't work out, et cetera. And then you make the decision, You say, I am going to make a change. I'm sick of being here. I see this pattern that doesn't get me to where I want to be. And then you don't create a new process, a new set of patterns, a new set of supportive practices to help shift you out of this deeply ingrained way of being. So you wake up the next morning and you still have the crappy food in your house. You don't have workout clothes. You don't have tennis shoes you don't have a gym membership, et cetera, right? How quickly are you going to fall back into that pattern? Probably pretty quickly because it's like brushing your teeth. It's just something you've done and you've done it for a really long time. And so chasing the carrot is a very similar way. If you begin the day checking your email, you begin the day working, you don't set up supportive practices for yourself to shift your mindset into a new way, your brain will then default to the way it always has. And so how how can we set up these new practices? Well, there's about a zillion free resources out there, but this is where I think coaching comes into play because it's really unique and specific for you. You can completely do this on your own, but it can be challenging for us to see our patterns, to have inquiry, to create new practices when we're so close to the problem, it's hard for us to see the solution. But here are just some ideas. And maybe you try these on for size and they fit and they work really well. And then When you get to that space where things are working well, you're seeing results, then you're kind of able to step back. You're in the solution mode and you're able to then develop things in a different way that maybe work better for you than just these kind of standard suggestions. So how do you set yourself up for success? So what this looks like for me is I created new ways that I would allow myself to connect into my true being. The one that knows I'm already her. The one that reminds me that it's safe for me to slow down and enjoy my life. The one that reminds me that I don't need to know how it's all going to play out. I can just trust that it will. And connecting myself to that is really dropping into your heart center. This is the part of you that knows. And when we're in our brain, it's really hard. They're two different languages. They don't connect together. But the bonus is when you're in your heart, you're only in your heart. It's hard to hear your head. But when you're in your head, it's really hard to hear your heart. So thinking of those practices that you know you can do that connect you into that part of you that knows that you're already there, that there is no place outside of you, that you're looking for love and acceptance and approval from yourself, not an outside circumstance or event or person. And so what this looks like for me is first thing in the morning, starting right then and there, because your brain wants to come in, it wants to run the show. And so it's going to take the opportunity if there's not something already set up. A great analogy for this that Alan Cohen talks about in his book, which I highly recommend, it's called A Deep Breath of Light life. It's a daily um, anecdote. It has it calendared out. So like you read, for example, today is December 14th. Um, not sure when you're listening to this, but I look at the excerpt from that day. I get to read it and it's just such a great reminder. So, um, but getting back to the analogies, he talks about like, think of a little kid and they have a toy and maybe it's a toy they shouldn't be playing with. And you take that toy away that kid is going to scream and shout and be focused on getting that toy back no matter what. But if you replace it with a new toy that they can play with that's safe for them, they'll forget about the old toy pretty quickly because they have something else to shift their focus on. And that is what these new patterns, these new practices are. But if you just take away the old toy, that your brain is just going to come right in and be loud and annoying. And what you resist persists and it becomes your focus. So in this, it's super important to start first thing in the day with a new toy, one that can grab your attention, that you can focus on, and creates more of the results that you're looking for in your life. So I wake up in the morning, I read my affirmations first thing, and affirmations are going to be supportive statements that you firmly believe in that can be true for you. I have a whole episode on affirmations. There's so much support on on affirmations. I may do like a 2.0 on that. But what's really important about these is that they are statements that are going to get you closer to where you want to be, meaning thinking the thoughts that I am already there, that you believe in. Saying things like, I'm successful regardless of my achievements, and that does not resonate with you, it doesn't feel good when you say it, is not going to be supportive. So finding affirmations that feel good, go on Pinterest, go on Google, get five. You don't need that many, and that is the first thing you do because that is going to shift you into your heart. You're going to be saying statements to yourself, which we are the only one in here saying the things we say to ourselves. We create our story. And so starting with a framework of a story that you want that is going to be supportive of you is where it's at. So then I go in the kitchen, I give my kid some toys in front of me so that I can read. And I read for five to 10 minutes every morning a book that fills me up. And it doesn't have to necessarily be like a self-development or a spiritual book. That's what works good for me. That's what makes me feel good. It's always the message I need to hear first thing in the morning. It can just be something that you're interested in, something like a cookbook, um, how to surf book, um, a biography of someone that inspires you, just something that's a nugget that feels good, feels joyful because those are the attributes that connect you into that heart voice, that inner wisdom that you have. Then, from there, like I mentioned, I read A Deep Breath of Life by Alan Cohen. Again, that's one page little excerpt. And then I go for a walk with my family. Um, it's awesome. We live right by the ocean. So, we get to see the water first thing in the morning. And then, when I come back, the first thing I do is I meditate for 15 minutes. And I use Insight Timer, which is a free app for this. And because I've done this practice for many, many years now, um, meditating for 15 minutes is something I look forward to. And I just use the timer with a sound in the background. So if you've never started, or excuse me, if you've never meditated before, it might be starting small, like a two-minute guided meditation, and then developing that practice from there. All is to say is it sounds like a pretty supportive morning, right? And so I'm in my heart when I start my day. And yeah, there's things that drop me back into my head and create fear and worry. And that is just part of the human experience, but it doesn't last very long for me now because I can catch it. I'm familiar with that voice. I know that that's not me. And I can hear in the back of my brain, like the version of me, eight years ago, listening to this and saying, Oh, must be nice that you get to wake up in the morning and read affirmations. And you don't understand. I have to check my email. First thing you don't understand, right? These excuses and no one is making you do those things. You are choosing to do that. And that is really tough to hear if you are choosing things that are not supportive of you. It's so easy to fall victim to our lives and assume that there's someone outside of us forcing us to do things. And that's why we are where we are, because we're not taking full responsibility for our lives. We're not choosing to fill up our cup first. And that's what breaking this cycle is really all about. So creating a successful practice, you can... Take what I just said and try that on for size. You could work with a coach and they can create one for you that you guys work on together. You could look on YouTube and find like a morning routine that's going to be supportive to dropping you into your heart because that part of you knows that you're already there. Okay, the final piece of this, which really ties into what I just talked about, is I think the missing piece a lot of the time in spiritual development or self-development or Self discovery, whatever you want to call it, is taking care of yourself. Um, Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of water here. One sec. And that is complex. It's not just like going to the spa. Self care, I feel like nowadays can be drawn up into an hour. You're just like, oh, I went and got my nails done. I'm taking care of myself. Right. And while that is true, I think that it is a consistent process that happens on a day-to-day basis. It's in the decisions we make. It's in the food we eat. It's in how we live our lives that is taking care of yourself. You, the only you there is and ever will be. What that looks like is completely unique to you, but you do know what it is. And when you take care of yourself, you are equipped to feel as though you hold the responsibility, you hold the control, you're in the driver's seat of your life. It allows you to stay true to these new practices. And when you fall back in, you have the empathy and grace and love and support for yourself to get back on the wagon. Because if you've been practicing this chasing the carrot mentality for a very long period of time, it's unlikely that those patterns are gonna shift overnight. It takes consistency. It takes getting back up on the horse over and over and over again. But once you do and ask for support from others, from spirit, doors begin to open, books begin falling off the shelf, and life becomes what it's meant to be for you. And that is your own unique way. I can't even tell you what that's going to look like for you. But I can tell you what it creates is this sense of freedom. And like, I can finally take a deep breath and know that there's space here for me to be exactly as I am, to know that while I'm on my way, to receiving the desires that I have for my life, that I'm okay, that I'm enough, that I'm worthy, that I'm lovable, that I'm deserving, that I'm valuable, right where I stand. Not once the thing comes. And falling back into this gap is always a reminder to me of, A, how far I've come because it happens so infrequently now, and two, that I'm human. And in the world we live in, that's how majority of people live their lives. They're on autopilot. They're not even thinking about what they're thinking about. They're just saying to themselves certain things that they've always said to themselves. They're waking up and doing the things that they've always done, never inquiring is this what I want to do? Does this make me feel good? Am I happy? Or am I just living life on replay? And maybe inquiring that within yourself right now. Are you living the life you want to live, the one and only life? And that's not from a sense of pressure or urgency. Like, oh God, I'm not doing it right. Because again, that's your brain. That's your head telling you that. But dropping into your heart, maybe even putting your hand on your heart and asking, am I living the life that I want to live? And waiting for the answer. And knowing that you can still enjoy the journey while you're on your way. There is no destination. There's little stops along the way, but the destination is, the very end, the the transition over to the other side. And you don't need to wait until then to feel good. You can give that to yourself now. And what's great is like, it may sound crazy, but if you're in a space right now where you're not feeling good and you're worried and you're fearful and you feel stuck, it is only because you're not allowing yourself to feel the feelings that you're meant to feel. It's literally a radar button going off, going, wee-oo, wee-oo, something's not right here. I'm not living how I'm meant to live. I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not listening to my inner wisdom. I'm not trusting. I'm not having faith. And again, having empathy and grace for yourself for right where you are. It is possible. Almost, it's funny because I called this how to stop chasing the carrot. And it's really about being in a certain energy and releasing the how. We're not responsible for the how. That is a bigger hand at play that we engage with and connect with and that voice that tells us to go here or talk to that person. But that comes through another way releasing the how, and just trusting that you already are everything that you seek. A really great book that kind of takes all of what I said today and puts it into a story is The Alchemist. I highly recommend reading that. The first time I read it, I hated it because I didn't think it was self-developmentally enough, if you will. I was like, where are the steps? What am I supposed to be doing to feel better? Oh, man. But if you are where you are and you're like, I get what she's saying, but I don't know how to apply this to my life, I would love to support you on that. Um, I'm also a holistic life coach. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, you can check out the link in the show notes to learn more about what that is and to schedule a one-on-one session. So Hopefully you heard a nugget here today that you can apply to your life and begin to see shifts and changes because it really isn't that complex of a process. It's just challenging to commit to and to say, I'm no longer going to listen to that voice that tells me that I'm not there. And I'm going to listen to the one that tells me I've not only been there all along, but that I can enjoy my life right now. So loving you. Thank you as always for listening. And until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In and thank you for listening.